Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope. We're back again for another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well. We're going to go for one of our little walks today. I'm sure you can hear the guineas are out in force in the background. Um, that's about it right now, honestly. Gorgeous day. Uh, but other than that, we're alone for our walk. So uh, we read last, last episode, we talked about a couple different proclamations of Thanksgiving, humiliation, fasting from John Hancock. And today we're going to get through at least one by Lincoln. Uh, We did one of his about a week or two ago, I think. So we're going to keep up with this little trend and we're going to go through. This This one's pretty hefty, folks, but we're going to try and find our way through it. So we're going to start actually with a resolution on March the 3rd from 1863, and this was passed by Congress. Resolved that devoutly recognizing the supreme authority and just government of Almighty God in all the affairs of men and nations, and sincerely believing that no people, however great in numbers and resources, or however strong in the justness of their cause, can prosper without his favor, and at the same time deploring the national offenses which have provoked his righteous judgment, yet encouraged in this day of trouble by his assurance of his word, to seek him for succor according to his appointed way, through Jesus Christ, The Senate of the United States does hereby request the President of the United States by his proclamation to designate and set apart a day for national prayer and humiliation. A couple things here, folks. I mean, (laughs) I know this sounds like I'm beating a dead horse for those of y'all that listen episode after episode, but we have to work on this muscle memory because if we... If we didn't need to, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in today, which is a country that has forgotten who we are. And in so forgetting who we are, we've started to destroy ourselves. And we're doing a really good job of it right now because, folks, it's not the national politicians, national leaders, whether you're talking about politically or whether you're talking about culture from like Hollywood and movie stars to the NBA or NFL or national leaders in specific professions like doctors or lawyers. The problem today is the average everyday citizen that keeps supporting these evil values that we see across the country. That's the real issue. And we have someone leaving, so I'm going to stop and talk to them. So we'll keep going. My father leaving, passing down the dirt road, and now I have one of my daughters out walking with me. I'm going to wave at them. (laughs) So, the point, folks, though, is we have to change at the people level, at the common everyday citizen. That's where these issues are happening. That's where, that's what drives everything else, folks. Uh, If we have a good people, that quote I use so often, John Adams, a moral and religious people, our laws, our government, our constitution works. If we don't, if we have an obstinate, irreligious, and immoral people 
who choose to follow the world, uh, then our country doesn't work. And that's what we—that's that's the direction we're going today, folks, and have been for quite a while now. Uh, and there are some people, yes, some national leaders that drive it that way. But people that choose to follow them, that continue to support or vote for or be indifferent to those values that go against our founding faith and principles, against the teachings of Christ, which our country is based on, that's the problem. That's when we run into disaster uh, like we're headed toward. So we're going to get started now, or we we read through, but that's that's pretty good from that Congress, from their little announcement. And so from that, in March 3rd of 1863, then on March the 30th, Abraham Lincoln issued a proclamation appointing a national fast day. Whereas the Senate of the United States devoutly recognizing the supreme authority and just government of Almighty God and all the affairs of men and of nations, has, by a resolution, requested the President to designate and set apart a day for national prayer and humiliation. And whereas it is the duty of nations as well as of men to own their dependence upon the overruling power of God, to confess their sins and transgressions in humble sorrow, yet with assured hope that genuine repentance will lead to mercy and pardon, and to recognize the sublime truth announced in the Holy Scriptures and proven by all history that those nations only are blessed whose God is the Lord. So Lincoln here, folks, was saying very clearly that those nations who turn to God and Jesus Christ are the only nations that are really blessed by God. And this was in a really dark time of our history, the Civil War. Uh, You know, our back was against the wall, one of our darkest hours. And this is where both Congress and the President were turning uh, and, and requesting that the people turn there. So we'll keep going. And in so much as we know that by his divine law, nations like individuals are subjugated to punishments and chastisement in the world, may we not justly, justly fear that the awful calamity of civil war which now desolates the land, may be but a punishment inflicted upon us for our presumptuous sins to the needful end of our national reformation as a whole people. That's a pretty good point today too, folks, when you're talking about we have supported uh, sexual lifestyles that God does not approve of. We have supported abortion, which... I find almost impossible to argue anyway from Scripture. And we've we've supported a number of things as a nation that we justly deserve chastisement for and that a civil war may very well be 
the result of that, like Lincoln said here. So, we have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power, as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. And we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. That's a great line, folks, one that I've read a number of times. The reason America is great isn't because we're stronger, faster, or better in the sense of abilities or talents than others across the world. The reason is because of our relationship with God and Jesus Christ. That's really, when you get down to it, you can see this on your own at your local community level. The thing that makes good men and women better than others, because this idea that we're all equally good and bad today is just total nonsense. And it's not biblical on top of that for those of y'all that are Christian that are listening to this. Or the thing that makes communities better or worse than other communities, which is blatantly obvious when you look out across the nation, is the character of their people. And in America, that character is tied directly to God and Jesus Christ. I got a comment the other day saying, well, if you're saying that the only way to have that there's no people that are even remotely moral at all if they don't believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, that's just bigoted and and stupid and ignorant. Which is, of course, not what I said to begin with. The point is, if you don't follow the teachings of Christ. Now, yes, personally, as somebody that chooses to follow Christ, uh, and I see that in the New Testament, that he's the only way to get to God and to eternal life. Obviously, I'm going to recommend that for anybody, that you look deeply at that and that you have to have that relationship in order to secure eternal life. But in America, the deal is, if, if you don't, if you choose not to believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, that's, that's your right, your freedom, as our founders talked about. You can't force somebody to faith. You can't force somebody not to have faith. That is totally an individual choice. However, if we don't follow those teachings, then we bring disaster upon ourselves. And and especially when we start to, what Lincoln was referring to here, is when we start to get cocky and think that all this wealth and power that we've had is because we're some kind of... superior beings that we have this great wisdom or strength or whatever that nobody else in the world has that's when we we run into problems the point is that when we use what we have and follow the teachings of christ that's where everything we have as a nation as a community as an individual in america that's where that greatness comes from and so he was saying in this in the midst of a civil war he was saying we have got to turn back to God because we've forgotten him and forgotten that he's the one that has preserved us in peace and strengthened us. It's a huge point, folks. But we'll keep going. 
Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace. Too proud to pray to the God that made us. Lord, I, I can't not stop again, folks, because this is so true individually in communities, in our states, in our marriages, right? A really good friend of mine years ago told me once that one of the main problems today in marriages is that we don't think we need each other anymore. You, you end up thinking the husband thinks he's self-sufficient, has his own friends, his own income, his own this. The wife thinks she's self-sufficient, has her own friends, her own income, her own all these things and we look at each other and we go we don't really need each other we i don't have any need for you i can survive on my own i don't i don't need a wife i don't need a husband and this is exactly what lincoln's talking about here we go i don't need i don't need god i got this i can deal with this on my own it behooves us then to humble ourselves before the offended power to confess our national sins and pray for clemency and forgiveness Folks, we can't do anything until we admit that we're going the wrong route. Pretending that men and women are equal, pretending that men can be women and vice versa, LGBTQ relationships, abortion, sex outside of marriage between a man and a woman. I mean, the list, just illegal immigration, um, bigotry, judging people based on the color of their skin, all of this stuff, folks, uh, these are national sins. Uh, And if we won't even acknowledge them, then then we're up a creek now therefore in compliance with this request and fully concurring in the view of the senate i do by this my proclamation designate and set apart thursday the 30th day of april 1863 as a day of national humiliation fasting and prayer and i do hereby request all the people to abstain on that day from their ordinary secular pursuits and to unite at their several places of public worship and their respective homes in keeping the day holy to the Lord and devoted to the humble discharge of the religious duties proper to that solemn occasion. All this being done in sincerity and truth, let us then rest humbly in the hope authorized by the divine teachings that the united cry of a nation will be heard on high and answered with blessing, no less than the pardon of our national sins and the restoration of our now divided and suffering country to its former happy condition of unity and peace. In witness whereof, I have hereunto set my hand and caused the seal of the United States to be affixed by the President Abraham Lincoln. Again, you've got to turn back to Jesus Christ, folks, uh, as a nation. And, Lord, we, we could use, and we're not going to get it, but we could use a national day of thanksgiving, um, humiliation, turning to God for the forgiveness of our sins and asking Him to direct us again and guide us. But it's got to be as a nation, folks. It's the same thing you see in a family. If you've only got one person that's turned toward God and or half the families turn toward God and half isn't, it's going to cause a split. And if we only have half or part or a small fraction of the country here turn toward God and the rest isn't, it's going to cause a split. Um, and it may be a split like the Civil War, like Lincoln was embroiled in. Uh, it may be a confrontation like the Revolutionary War. Uh, it could take different forms. 
but you can't the two sides can't coexist folks and i think that's pretty clear from that last little paragraph that lincoln said you know we're divided and we're divided and we've got to turn to god to unite us that's that's the only hope that's the only way that we can have reconciliation and unity is to turn back to god and jesus christ and and he said let me go back and find it real quick because he talked about the hope because we do have hope in Jesus Christ. Yeah, there. Took me a minute. I'm sorry, folks. To confess their sins and transgressions in humble sorrow, yet with assured hope that genuine repentance will lead to mercy and pardon. If we really have genuine repentance, folks, and turn to God in that manner, He'll hear us. The outcome may not be exactly what we think it ought to be, but He will hear us. He will respond. And Lincoln knew that. Our nation knew that. And we need to remember it. So, thank you all again for joining me, for giving me a little bit of your time. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of whatever is left of your day. Think about these words as we go into Thanksgiving this year from President Lincoln and others. Um, We'll keep reading some more for the next week or so. God bless y'all. God bless America. And we'll talk to y'all again real soon.